Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Burgess Hill. This message is by Sharon Vanderput. A lot has happened these last few weeks. We've had Palm Sunday, we've had Good Friday, we've had an outreach, we had Easter Sunday. Easter Monday wasn't Easter Monday glorious. It was fantastic. For us especially, when we do a lot at church, hey, when you have the day off the next day, thank you, Jesus, for Bank Holiday Mondays. They're amazing. So um, Kevin started us off um, in a mini-series about two Sundays ago called The Blueprint. And we've been talking about what does the early church and the church look like in the Bible? The blueprint is something we need to align ourselves with. What does it look like for us to be disciples? And what does it look like for us to be the church he's called us to be? Um, so Kevin started off talking about disciples making disciples. And if you remember, he started with us in Genesis and took us to the early church and saw how from the very beginning to even then, God's plan for us was to be fruitful and multiply. Not necessarily in a physical sense, but because we're the image bearers of God. We were created in his image and we carry who he is. That's the part he wants to multiply because there's nothing great in us, is there? It's him that is great. (laughs) And that's the part that he wants to multiply. And even now today as the church, that is a goal to be disciples, making disciples, to be fruitful and multiply and to be people that follow Jesus, live like Jesus, and then teach others to do the same. Amen. So it was such an important message, and I really would love for you, if you've missed it, or if you know someone who's missed it, if you'd like to catch up with it, I'd love for you to. However, something went wrong with the recording, so apologies for that. I know some of you have asked about it. However, Kevin still got his preaching notes, so if you want, you can ask him for it. He did go off script at certain points, but the essence of it will be there, or ask someone who was here, and they can fill you in, because these next few weeks are going to be really important, um, especially these, yeah, next two, three weeks, because we want to be sharing some things with you that we've been praying about, we feel God's been speaking to us about, and we just really feel like over the last six months, God has been leading us into a certain way of some things we have been doing to kind of develop it to the next stage and kind of move into the next level of that if that makes sense. Um, So I will walk us through and take you on that journey of what those things are, and not just the what, but also the why. Some of the things we'll have to wait for the next two weeks because I literally, I put it all together and it was a monster preach. So we would have been here for three services if I would have kept it all in there. It's just too much to cover. So we'll have it over the next two weeks, okay? So really, really important weeks. I know, obviously, if people are away or unwell, I mean, we know even today there's a few people still away or unwell. If that's the case, that's fine, but please try to catch up because we don't want to just announce things, but also explain the why and the how, and we want to make sure that we're all on the same page and we all know what's happening. Does that make sense? Um, It's things you can't really send in a WhatsApp text that easily. Um, So, sorry. (laughs) Um, I'm just going to say from the get-go, don't worry, we're not leaving. We're here as long as God wants us to be here, so... If it's up to me, we're here forever. We'll see what God has for us. So you don't have to worry about any of that. Um, But let's just jump into what God has for us today. And um, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to walk us through it all. But I want us to start in 2 Samuel chapter 6. 
If you've got your Bibles, I'd love for you to go there with me. We'll have it on the screen, but there's something about reading it in your own Bible, hey? Bring the Bibles back in church. Um, very important. So I'm reading from the NIV. Um, we're going to start at the first verse. And I'm really excited about this morning, and I pray that you would be able to follow, follow along with where I am in my heart and in mind, and let's just, let's just pray, actually. Lord, I just pray that as we talk about this this morning, I just pray that it would be your words, Lord, not mine. Would you open up our hearts, mine self included, Lord, to hear from you, for you to speak to us, Lord, to give us revelation, to, Lord, really just do a work in us, Father. May you find our hearts to be good soil, Lord, that would receive that seed and produce much fruit as a result, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. We just pray for everyone and anyone that's not here today, that's not well, or even if you're here today and you're not well, we speak health and wholeness over the body in the name of Jesus. We just come against any sickness, any infirmity. In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you that your, your inheritance for us is health and well-being in every way. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Right. Let's jump in. So, 2 Samuel chapter 6. Um. All right. David again brought together all the able young men of Israel, 30,000. Can you imagine 30,000 young men? Wow, a lot of people. He and all his men went to, I'm sorry, by the way, I'm not going to pronounce these things really right. I tried and I was practicing yesterday, but the American way, the English way, and then my international way, it just, it's not going to sound great. So just bear with me, okay? Um, all his men went to Bala in Judah to bring up from there the ark of God, which is called by the name, the name of the Lord Almighty, who is enthroned between the cherubim and the ark. They set the ark of God on a new cart and brought it from the house of Abinadab, which was on the hill. Uzzah and Ahio, sons of Abinadab, were guiding the new cart with the ark of God on it. And Ahio was walking in front of it. David and all Israel were celebrating with all their might before the Lord with castanets, harps, lyres, tambourines, rattles, and cymbals. When they came to the threshing floor of Nacon, Uzzah reached out and took hold of the ark of God because the oxen stumbled. The Lord's anger burned against Uzzah because of the irreverent act. Therefore, God struck him down and he died there beside the ark of God. Then David was angry because the Lord's Wrath had broken out against Uzzah, and to this day that place is called Perez Uzzah. Perez means where the God breaks out. It's a breaking out. David was afraid of the Lord that day and said, How can the ark of the Lord ever come to me? He was not willing to take the ark of the Lord to be with him in the city of David. Instead, he took it to the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite. The ark of the Lord remained in the house of Obed-Edom the Gittite for three months, and the Lord blessed him and his entire household. Now King David was told, the Lord has blessed the household of Obed-Edom and everything he has because of the ark of God. So David went to bring up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. When those who were carrying the ark of the Lord had taken six steps, he sacrificed a bull and a fattened calf. Wearing a linen ephod, David was dancing before the Lord with all his might, while he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sounds of trumpets. Verse 16, as the ark of the Lord was entering the city of David, Michelle, the daughter of Saul, watched from a window. And when she saw King David leaping and dancing before the Lord, she despised him in her heart. 
They brought the ark of the Lord and set it in its place inside the tent that David had pitched for it. And David sacrificed burnt offerings and fellowship offerings before the Lord. After he had finished sacrificing the burnt offerings and fellowship offerings, he blessed the people in the name of the Lord Almighty. Then he gave a loaf of bread, a cake of dates, and a cake of raisins to each person in a whole crowd of, whole crowd of Israelites, both men and women. And all the people went to their homes. When David returned home to bless his household, watch that, that is so important, that we return to our home to bless. To bless his household, Michal, daughter of Saul, came out to meet him and said, how the king of Israel has distinguished himself today, going around half naked in full view of the slave girls of his servants as any vulgar fellow would. David said to Michal, it was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from his house when he appointed me ruler of the Lord's people in Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. I will become even more undignified than this, and I will be humiliated in my own eyes. But by these slave girls you spoke of, I will be held in honor. Okay, so what is happening here? The ark of the Lord was something that the Moses, Moses and the Israelites built according to the instructions of God when he brought them out of Egypt, right? And it represented the presence and the glory of God. It was something so sacred and so holy and so important to them. And it was the job of the priests to transport the Ark of the Covenant. Why did Uzzah die? Well, there could be multiple reasons. But it's almost like God was saying, don't touch what's mine. That's my glory, not yours. It was something so sacred, so holy, that we as mere humans couldn't get in touch with the, the glory and the presence of God without it having a significant impact on us. And that is still the case. But thank you, Jesus, because of Jesus, we don't have to die when we touch the presence and the glory of God. Amen? Okay, so. The presence of God the Ark of the Covenant made such an impact wherever it was. If you read early on in the book of 1 Samuel, you see the Philistines steal the Ark of the Covenant from the Israelites, and they're like, oh, we're taking their God, their sacred thing, we've taken it. But wherever it was, great sickness broke out amongst them because they didn't revere God, they didn't fear God, they served other gods. So there, the presence and the glory of God had a detrimental effect on them because they didn't honor it. And sickness broke out from amongst them. But where the presence of God was honored and feared in a good way, the people were blessed when the Ark of the Covenant was there. Let's read those verses again. Verse 11. The Ark of the Lord remained in the house of Abed-Eden, the Gittite, for three months, and the Lord blessed him and his entire household. Now, King David was told, the Lord has blessed the household of Abed-Eden and everything he has because of the Ark of God. So David went to bring up the ark of God from the house of Obed-Edom to the city of David with rejoicing. The presence of God and the glory of God blessed everyone in that household and everything they had. What if I told you that that's exactly what God wants to do now? He wants to come with his glory and his presence into your home and bless you and your entire household because the presence of God, the glory of God has to make an impact and difference because it's God, right? It can't not make a difference. It is so significant, but it only happens because of his greatness and his goodness, not because of ours. But also, it only happened where God was honored and where people understood the significance of it. 
We have got the glory and the presence of God inside of us because of Jesus, because of the Holy Spirit when we give our life to Jesus, which means we have such a privilege of having God himself and everything he is in us. But it comes with a great responsibility, like the priests, to steward the presence and the glory of God well. It's not something to take lightly, and it's something where we have to be so careful to revere it and fear the Lord in a good way. The Ark of the, the Covenant, it meant, it meant for them to have the very glory and the presence of Yahweh in their midst. And we're living in the days where I believe it is so important to have the fear of the Lord in our hearts. Now, I'm not saying you don't have the fear of the Lord in your hearts, but I'm saying that I do think all of us, including myself, need a fresh sense of the fear of the Lord and realize, wow, this is God here. This is God. This is, we, as Kevin said um, two Sundays ago, and it was, it was a really challenging sentence, but it is so, so important, and that's why I'm going to say it again. We're not here to play church. <laughs> We're not here to play church. We are the church. And we've been given the very glory and the presence and the power of God that's been deposited inside of us. And it's our job to steward it the right way. And it's only when we steward it and honor it the right way that it's going to have the impact that we want it to. Because God works through that, through the vessels. But we have to allow him to use us. But we have to steward it well. We have to steward his presence and God himself in our midst in the way that he deserves to be. And if we get our heads around that, that's going to change the way we worship. That's going to change the way we, we talk to one another. That's going to change the way we come here on a Sunday. That's going to change the way we wake up in the morning. It's like, wow, God is here. I was saying to the worship team this morning and to everyone who was here for the prayer that we don't have to try to get to heaven. We don't have to try to get to that place of glory. You are the place where heaven meets earth because God is inside of you. So you don't have to try to strive. I need to get to that place. I need to touch the glory. I need to. It's already there. It's there. We just have to believe it. We just have to believe it and release it. Everything you need, the Bible says, everything you need for life and godliness has been put inside of you. Isn't that amazing? It's about activating it, believing it, releasing it. God is here right now. Right now. He's here. He's listening. He's hearing our thoughts. And man, that puts the fear of the Lord in my heart. Like, whew, he's hearing us. He's hearing our thoughts. He knows every heart, every motive. But that shouldn't scare us necessarily in a negative way. It does need to put a bit of fear of the Lord inside of us of like, okay, we, you know, we got to take this seriously. We can't play with this. But at the same time, it's like, wow, how amazing is that? That God is here. Now, it's the presence of God that will distinguish you and your household from everything else. Because like we said, there's nothing great in us. But it's God that is great in us. In within ourselves, there's nothing. But God is amazing. And he's all that we need. But see, it's more than about just his presence. I, we have to be very careful that we don't worship God's presence. We worship God. Yeah? God's presence is great, but we worship God himself, not his presence. Otherwise, we're always going to stay in the, in the temple courts, in the spiritual temple courts, in, in the holy, holy place rather than in the holies of holies. 
because the presence can go far, but it's only in the holies of holies where you really meet God face to face. And we're going to get to that in a, in a minute. So we carry God himself wherever we go. So let's just read a few verses so you know I'm not just making this up, but this is from the Bible, that you are the temples of the Holy Spirit. Yes, they brought the Ark of the Covenant into the temple, into the tent of meeting. The temple came later on. But now the Bible says in 1 Corinthians 6, verses 19 to 20, do you not know that your bodies are the temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Whew, I'm not my own. That means I can't just live for myself, make decisions that work for me but I need to live for God and follow and align myself with his will and his plan. I can't just live for myself anymore. But that doesn't have to be like a, a doomsday and that thing. It's like, oh, thank you, Lord, I get to live for him. Because if I was living for myself, my life would be miserable. Because there's nothing great in me, but he is great, right? So you are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. Oh, there is so much in that. It's a whole preach within itself. But we're not going to go down that rabbit hole. But honor God with your bodies. We are the temples now, which means that we can meet with God anywhere at any time. And instead of just honoring God in a service here or in a ceremony, we have the responsibility to honor God at all times and everywhere. Because God is not just something we show up to on a Sunday morning, but he's always with us, right? Oh, we have a responsibility to steward it well. In 1 Peter 2.9, it says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession that you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You are priests now. So as in the story that we read, it's your responsibility to transport, to carry the ark of the Lord, which is, represents the presence and the glory of God, wherever you go. It's your job. Would it be okay um, for four of you to stand in the middle? We'll just, we'll just picture this, okay, visually. So I would need one here, one here, one here, one there, if that's okay. And thank you, David. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, John. One, one more person next to David, if that's all right. Thank you, Peter. Thank you so much. So if you just stand, align yourself with David, Peter, and you guys align yourselves. Now, we, we imagine this Ark of the Covenant, this was big, okay? And it was heavy. There was big parts of it that were made of pure gold, okay? And it said that the presence of God, he said that I will sit enthroned between the cherubim which was kind of in the middle. And we're going to get to that story in the middle in a moment because Pastor Clive spoke about this on Vision Sunday in January where the Israelites were crossing the Jordan with the Ark of the Covenant, the priests standing in the middle of the river to cross over into the Promised Land. And as the, God told them, stand in the middle of the river and I'm going to stop the water and you're going to cross over on dry ground. But the priests had to go first. Priests had to go fast. So I want you guys to imagine you're carrying the Ark of the Covenant. Here it was carried on, on a cart, but usually it was carried on long bars. So these two would be connected. And you guys, imagine you're carrying something on your shoulders. And guys, just imagine, this is 
This is a very, I'm sorry, I don't have the Ark of the Covenant here, right? I was thinking last night, in, in the night I woke up at one point, I was like, oh, should I have them carry a table? And I was like, oh, no, there's no point. You guys just use your imagination, okay? Um, so this is you guys, okay? Now, that is Old Testament. Now, you don't have to carry it on your shoulders, a physical thing. It's inside of you. It's a spiritual thing. The physical becomes spiritual. But sometimes we need to remind ourselves of the physical to know what the spiritual means, okay? So they are carrying the Ark of the Covenant, and they are priests. It was their priest's job. Now, if you are priests, it is your job to carry the presence and the glory of God. But also, if you, and I didn't put this in my notes, but if you think about this, you see in the stories, whenever there was at Jericho, whenever they went into battle, often the priests, the worshippers, the Ark of the Covenant would go first because it was like, this is the Lord's battle, not ours. God is going ahead of us. But the priests had this role that they had to be like on the front row of things. We're carrying the presence and the glory of God, God himself with us wherever we go. All right? Can you picture this in your head? Thank you, guys. You can sit down. So this, this is the responsibility we carry now, but it's no longer a physical thing we carry. It's a spiritual thing, but it's just as heavy in a, in a right sense and just as glorious, just as wow, just as important as it was a physical thing. But it's even greater because now it can be everywhere, everywhere because God is everywhere. So I was talking to you about um, the priests and crossing the Jordan River into the Promised Land, and Pastor Clive was speaking about that on Vision Sunday. And it's, it's, they were like crossing over from one side with Jordan to the next, and they were like, okay, we're going we're gonna to cross over, and then it was, it was the place where they were like, okay, now we can take the Promised Land, and they sent out the spies and all of that. And it it's like a transitioning from one place of the other geographically. And it's like for us, we are transitioning at the moment from one place spiritually to another. And I just want to remind us of that, what Pastor Clive spoke about, because it's like we are crossing over this river with the presence and the glory of God into something new that God has for us. Okay? So um, I'm, I'm going to get to some of those things now. Um, in October last year, so 2022, October last year, um, we were praying together as, um, as, um, as pastors. And um, by the way, um, the, one of the other reasons, sorry, I should have said this first. The other reasons we really ask you to ask people to what, listen back to this podcast is because we're doing something a little separate to the other congregations now. Um, don't worry, it's all in agreement with Pastor Clive and Jane. We're not going rogue. Um, they're okay with this. They blessed it. They're, you know, they're like, yes, you need to do this. So they're not going to see it on the live stream because this is, we're doing something different here. Um, and what I'm about to say as well, you know, they won't necessarily announce that somewhere else because this is for us right now. Um, the rest will come later. Um, but we were praying as pastors in Kingdom Faith together, and I was on maternity leave, and so I wasn't at the meeting, but I felt it was important to call in and be a part of it. So I was walking Gabriel with the pushchair, and I was, you know, I was had my headphones in, and I was listening in, and I was praying, and all of a sudden, God just out of that just said to me, get ready for multiplication. Get ready for multiplication. And it was something so 
it, it was such a like moment for me and I did not expect it. I wasn't looking for it. I was just like, I'm just going to pray, you know. And um, since then, God has been speaking to Kevin and myself about about this, getting ready for multiplication and building our teams, building everything we're doing so that we can handle the multiplication of our people. We've been talking for years about gearing everything towards the harvest, the harvest being lots of unsafe people, lots of people coming in that need discipling, that need growing, which is why we want to be disciples, people that are being discipled and discipling. You can't just disciple others. That Our pride likes that. I don't need to be discipled. I can just disciple others. Mm -mm, that's not how it works. I'm sorry. We all need to be discipled as well. Jesus needs to always be discipling us. We need to be discipled. I'm including myself in this. Pastor Clive includes himself with this. We all need to be discipled in order for us to be able to disciple others well. Okay? It's a two-way street. Now, um, in order to get ready for the multiplication, he was starting to speak to us about about a few things that I'm about to share, and it just felt really big to me at that moment. And it's maybe not as big, but like, yeah, anyways, it felt to me in that moment. And um, I just want to share that with you now. But before just this verse, God said to me, after he spoke to me about what he spoke about, and then spoke to Kevin, and we've been obviously submitting this to Kevin Jane, and almost every week we're talking about this and, and, and praying, and we've been taking... October, now it's April. We've been taking our time with this because we want to make sure that we're getting it right. We're not rushing this, but we're really hearing the Lord on this. And in Proverbs 3, 5, 6, God said to me when I was like, oh God, this seems a bit wild at first, which it's not, but that was my first reaction. He said, Sharon, Proverbs 3, 5, 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Some translations say don't rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. That verse has never been more alive to me than it has been now in these last few months. To trust God with all of my heart, not rely on my own understanding, but instead in all my ways, submit to him and he will make my path straight. So, as I'm about to share what I'm about to share, I want to invite you into this to just have this mindset of to trust in God, not in us. We're humans, we're pastors, we're going to get things wrong, okay? But we are really wanting to honor God and, and do what he's asking us to do, but things are not going to be perfect, okay? Because we're humans. But you can trust that as you trust him and submit to him, he will make your path straight, even if we get things wrong, okay? but we do really believe this is right. <laughs> but, you know, the journey is a journey to walk out. So, God started speaking to us specifically about church in the home and about how that needed to go to another level. Sorry, I'm just going to have a sip before to hit. Um, about um, how we've, we've got this rhythm where every other week, every other week we meet here, and the weeks in between, we meet in homes. And we started this in August. It will be two years ago that we started this. I know, it's gone quick. In August, it'll be two years. And um, we meet in homes. We eat together. We tune into the Kingdom Faith live stream. And we worship God together. And we, we have a bit of a smaller setting. And a lot of you have really enjoyed it, you know, been able to felt a bit more comfortable sharing things. Um, God's used you in different ways and just really enjoyed the fellowship and, and all of that. 
um, together. Now, when we first started doing this, we were 15 people, and now we're at 50. Thank you, Jesus. Um, but many of you have really enjoyed it, and it's been so special to be able to have, our, have church in our home because we're the temple of the Holy Spirit, right? So church is not a building. You are the church. Um, so it's been so special to be able to do that. And I know for me, it was like what an honor it is to be able to, wow, worship God in my home. Because so often we feel like the things that are at home are the things that, you know, he, when you don't have people come over for a while, you feel like oh, you can leave things a little bit messy. It's okay if not everything's completely clean because no one's coming over, right? Whereas at church, we're used to, you know, I'm doing great. Hey, how are you? How are you? You know, and we kind of put our best, maybe you put your best clothes on. You're like, yes, we're going to come and honor Jesus. And sometimes we can forget about the things in our in a home, in a house, and you know I'm not referring to actual physical home, that there's things going on there that you can very easily keep hidden because no one's looking there. <laughs> and it's easy for you to forget. And part of being able to be in a smaller group, and that can be intimidating, and I totally understand that, but we have to get past it, is the fact that actually we can be real with each other. We can be honest with each other. And we can do life together. It's something so special. So going forward, we're going to maintain this rhythm, okay? We're not, that's not what we're going to change. We're going to keep meeting here every other week, and the weeks in between, we're going to meet in homes. But the way we do church in a home and what that looks like, looks like is going to change a bit, okay? So we're going to carry this, on, this rhythm on until God says otherwise. And, you know, every, every few weeks, something comes up, and we're like, okay, God, is this still right for us to be doing this? And we always submit everything we do to God. And we're like, we're praying with Kev and with Pastor Clive and Jane. Is this right? Is this what you're saying, Lord? Because we, we really want to make sure we're, you know, we're getting this right. And every time when it, you know, it would be so much easier to just meet here, you know. My flesh would be like so much easier. But that's not necessarily what God wants because God wants to bring his glory and his presence into your home. Because it's not just about what we portray, but it's about what's really going on in our lives. And it's about the treasures that is inside of you coming out. And every time we pray about this, God is like, keep going, keep going. Even through uh, prophetic words from other people, through Pastor Clive and Jane, through what God is saying to us personally. So we really believe this is right to continue this on. And this is not to be a side thing, but this is, this is church. This is who we are. You know, this is not a every other Sunday we've got Sunday off. This is a, this is a part of who we are because we're a community. We, we, we want to bring the glory of God wherever we go, and that includes our homes. Now, um, we're going to go into more detail about this, like I said, in the next few weeks. So if I don't cover everything, please don't freak out. Just come the next two Sundays and you'll find out, okay? Or ask us questions later and we can answer them. Um, so basically, what we're going to be doing is starting, we're aiming for June, is we're going to come off the live stream in a home. So rather than tuning into the live stream, um, and again, Pastor Clive and Jay know all about this. Don't worry, we're not going rogue. If you talk to them about it, they will know what we're talking about, um, <laughs> um, just in case you're worried. Um, we're going to come off the live stream, and instead of tuning into the live stream, we're going to have live teaching in the room, okay? Now, we're still going to have video worship at the moment because we're not able to do so otherwise, but that's 
great. You know, when we do tune into the live stream, can have really powerful moments of worship in your home because it's not about, you know, it's about your heart with God, isn't it? So we could have someone standing there with an accordion and the presence of God could fall because it's, it's not about what it looks like or sounds like. It's about the heart and a posture towards God. Amen? Okay. So um, now the people that are going to be doing the teaching, the goal is for them not to necessarily just preach, but they're going to bring a little something, but it's going to be brief. What we're going to mainly focus on is we're going to, we're going to be studying the Word together. We're going to be drawing things and passages out of the Bible, and we're going to all participate because there's treasures inside of you. As we just have been saying, the glory and the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit is inside of you. So it doesn't matter where you stand here on a Sunday or not. It's the same God inside of you. Amen. But we've all got different giftings. And whether you have the gift of faith, of prophecy, of encouragement, whatever it is, we want to steward it well. It's a lot about stewarding today. And really be able to disciple you in your giftings and release that. And it doesn't always have to look like someone standing in the stage. It's like the Davids. I've got a David here. But it's like the David in the Bible. He wasn't even invited to the party. Okay, he did not fit what they were looking for. Samuel went past his brothers and was like, surely this is the king. Surely this is the king. And then God was like, "Mm -mm, it's someone else. It's someone who's not even here. So all I'm trying to say is what God has called you to do and the ministry has called you to do does not always have to look like being up front and stage. It's not any less important. It's not any less significant. It just looks different. Okay. And I don't want, and that's one of the things I love about church in a home is that I don't want you for a moment to think that what you've got is not important. And that unless it looks like what we're doing here, it, it matters or it doesn't matter. It is so important what you're carrying. And we want it to be in a smaller setting, in church, in your home, because in your home, you feel more comfortable. But also, God wants to be everywhere in your life. He wants to be a part of every part of who you are. And we want to bring God. We don't want to just bring people to God, but we want to bring God to the people. Jesus went to all the villages, all the towns. He went to them, right? So we want to bring God into our communities. So we're going to... Look at the passages of the Bible. We're going to draw things out together. And of course, the person that's responsible and bringing the teaching is going to make sure, you know, also it's biblical and we don't just go off a hundred rabbit holes. But we wanted to not just be preaching, but a learning community. Because it's so easy for us to come on a Sunday and be like, this is great. And then forget all about it. And it doesn't change our lives. But there's something about when you are doing, doing the work, if you would like, studying it, bringing something out of the word, getting revelation, you are, you are kind of right in there with whoever's speaking that it stays with you, it sticks with you. It, God does a work in you because otherwise it can all just be secondary revelation. I can share with you, I'm sharing with you all my revelations here and you can be like, oh, that's great. But unless God does something in you and you let him do it from you on the inside of you, it's just going to be my revelation. Does that make sense? God wants you to have revelations and he's willing to give them to you. You just have to give him the space and the time. Okay? So we're all going to do this together. Um, sorry, just a minute. We're all called to meditate on the words of the Bible day and night, right? It says in the book of Psalms. Now, 
We want you all to be discipled in your gifting. So we're aiming to do that in June, but of course we're going to keep you updated and you're going to find out here. I'm just letting you know what's happening. And we're going to be in the room and, and really just enjoy worshiping and honoring God in that setting. Now, just because it's more relaxed doesn't mean that we fear God any less, all right? Um, it's really important. God still deserves to be honored and feared and worshipped in the same way in our homes. But again, it's a posture of the heart, right? We can still be in a smaller setting and relaxed. God doesn't just come to buildings. God comes to people. So the second thing that we believe is right to do, and I really have to speed up here, I'm sorry, um, is that we're going to form what we're calling for the moment, because we don't have any better term for it at the moment. We're going to be forming what we call community hubs. So at the moment, when you sign up for church in your home on a Sunday, you can go wherever you want, right? We've got at the moment three, which next Sunday we're going to have four. Thank you, Jesus. Homes open, and you can go wherever you want to go, and you'll meet whoever you're going to meet, right? Um, but what we're going to be doing instead of all of that mixing is that we're going to have community hubs across the area and we're going to ask you to go to the one that is geographically closest to you. Now, of course, we can't force you and I'm not going to say you go here, you go there, but we do want to encourage you to go to the place that's geographically closest to you. And we're going to talk about that when it comes to that. Don't worry. We're going to be doing that starting September only. So don't worry. Still got time. But we want to bring God to the people, right? community hubs, and you will have the heart for the people that you live around in your community, so it makes sense for you to be praying with people and meeting with people every other week that carry the same heart for the same people because you live in the same area, right? So um, we're going to be encouraging you to, to do that. So every other week, you're going to be meeting with almost the same group of people, okay? Now, Hold your horses. I can already hear all the thoughts. Oh, what about this? Okay, don't worry. So there's a number of reasons for this, okay? God has said, get ready for multiplication, right? So we need to prepare ourselves to get ready for multiplication. Now, at the moment, it's quite easy to, you know, because of the size that we are, but it is getting harder and harder to go to home, you see someone, and you kind of can see the people you share life with. And you might have already found this recently. You go to home, you might know some people, you might not know some people, you share something, you're vulnerable. Maybe there's something you want to be account kept accountable for. And the next week, you meet in a home, you go to another home with new people, and you start all over again because it's a different group of people, right? And as we grow and more and more people come, it's going to be increasingly harder to have those deeper, meaningful relationships because we're going to end up just knowing a lot of people but not having the depth. It's just going to end up being shallow because we're just going to be, oh, I'm mixing around. Oh, I don't know you. I don't know you. Oh, I haven't seen you in two months. Oh, you know, and it's going to be very hard. And some of you have maybe already noticed we have started to lose a little bit of, of this as, as part of a community, and that's okay. But God wants to deepen and strengthen our relationships. Now, you might go like, okay, what if it gets a bit cliquey if I meet with the same group of people? Well, let me tell you, it's going to be all of our responsibilities to make sure that doesn't happen, okay? We're still meeting here every other week. There's still going to be small groups where it's going to be, you can sign up to and anyone can go to. There's still going to be men's things, women's things. 
worship nights, prayer, where you can very easily mix with people and get to know new people. But it's going to be all of our responsibilities to make sure that it doesn't become just clicky. But you do need people that you can be vulnerable with, be accountable to, and share and do life with. And it's going to be very hard. Already now, you can't do that with 50 people, right? It's not, it's not realistic. So we... I, I, can, I, can, I can see some of your heads, it's like, oh, how are we going to get meet new people? How are we, you know, I don't want it to be cliquey. It's going to be all of our responsibilities to make sure that that doesn't happen. It's all of our responsibilities to build relationships, right? It's a two-way street. We can't just go, and I'm really sorry, I don't mean to, I'm not coming from this in wanting to upset you or offend you, okay? But we all have to be proactive. We can't go, no one's inviting me for dinner. You invite someone for dinner, okay? Because everyone's probably thinking the same thing. And then people are telling me, no one's inviting me for dinner. And I'm feeling so alone and lonely. And I'm like, oh, so many people are saying this to me. Just talk to each other, okay? Building relationship. We have to be proactive, guys, okay? And I'm sorry if this is a bit of a nudge, but if we want to have relationship and we want to get to know people, we have to be proactive. We ha it's a two-way street, Okay? So it's going to be all of our responsibilities to make sure that we, yes, have those people we share life with, we're vulnerable with and accountable to, but as we grow, that we, we maintain that we are one body, okay? We're not just a bunch of separate things out there, but we're one body, okay? Is this okay? Am I being too direct? I'm sorry, I'm just speaking from the heart here. So... Um, you know, even now, you can see when people are away or unwell or new people, you can go almost a month or two without seeing a person you're doing life with. So it's really important to us that we can strengthen that community aspect and, and enable all of you to have those people that you know, they're always there. And you don't have to wonder who's going to be there on a Sunday, who isn't going to be there on a Sunday, and am I going to be with a bunch of strangers or whatever, but it's like, these are my people I'm doing life with. Is that all right? Okay, uh, Sharon, hurry up. So, um, we would like, starting September, for these groups to form. Um, and this is um, not just about building relationship with one another. It's about, remember, disciples making disciples. So, it's about us growing in God together, right? That is our main goal. So, um, the missional community aspect. God spoke to us in January about sharing life, sharing faith, sharing Jesus, right? So that is not just something that we did then, but this is very much something we need to be bringing into what we're doing. So, you know, reaching to the people around you in your community hubs, that is still going to be so, so important. Now, um, we'll go into more detail about all of this in the next two weeks. So if you're like freaking out right now, it's okay. It's going to be fine. We're going to explain everything. We're going to go to more detail, but we're just going to run out of time if we do. Um, so I want to return to where we started today about the presence and the glory of God being in the home. Um, so if we go to Exodus 33, we see something extraordinary. I've been in this chapter in and out for quite a while now, and it's extraordinary. I want to encourage you to study it um, if you can. We're going to start in verse 7. It says, I'm, I'm reading from the New King James Version here, by the way. Um, 
It says that Moses took his tent. In some translations, it says a tent, but in a lot of them, it says his tent. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. And it came to pass that everyone who sought the Lord went out to the tabernacle of meeting, which was outside the camp. So it was whenever Moses went out to the tabernacle that all the people rose, and each man stood at his tent door and watched Moses until he had gone into the tabernacle. And it came to pass when Moses entered the tabernacle that the pillar of cloud descended and stood at the door of the tabernacle, and the Lord talked with Moses. All the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the tabernacle door, and all the people rose and worshipped each man in his tent door. So the Lord spoke to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. Wow. And he would return to the camp, but his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, did not depart from the tabernacle. Did you see, Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp and it became the tent of meeting where God spoke with Moses face to face. As a man speaks to his friend. Guys, it starts with us. Moses was like, I'm going to take my tent and my tent is good enough. Your home is good enough for God to come and it's going to be a place where people are going to meet with God, where God is going to speak to me face to face. God wants your home to become a tent of meeting because he is amazing and wonderful and he's got so much for you, but also you are, his, you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. It's again that you carry the presence and the glory of God. There's nothing special about this building, but there's a whole lot of special about you. You are the place where heaven meets earth. And... We are called to just be the vessels, and the, but the treasures that is inside of you is so great. And here on a Sunday, it is so hard for all of those treasures to come out. But doing it in a smaller setting, in a home, where you're with 10, 15 people, there is a space and a freedom, a safe place for those treasures to come out because God is longing for him. It's like we saw God breaking out. There's a negative God breaking out, but there's a positive God breaking out. And God wants to break out of you. God wants to break out of you. He wants to break out of your life and use you. Now, we're going to be talking the next week and the week after about Acts. We're finally going to get to Acts, guys. I'm so excited. I was going to talk about it today, but I just didn't have enough time um, to, to put it all to talk about it all, so it's for next week and a week after. But they devoted themselves continually and faithfully, it says in Amplified Version, to the teaching of the apostles, to fellowship, to breaking of bread, to prayer. It's so amazing. And we're going to devote ourselves to those things as well, and we'll talk about that next week. And God wants you as a priest, to be carrying his presence and glory of God wherever you go, but not just release it, but steward it well. Steward it well. Honor it. Fear the Lord. And make our lives a place that honors him. So next Sunday, we've got a first church in a home in a while. 
Um, we've been meeting here quite a bit uh, the last few weeks with Easter and us wanting to share this and communicate this with all of you. Again, if you know these people that are not here today, please, please ask them to listen to they, okay? Not because my words are so great, but because we want them to not miss out and we want to move forward together as a body, right? We don't want people being like, oh, what's going on or anything like that. We want to all know. So if you know, be proactive. Invite someone for dinner <laughs> um, and, um, you know, send them the recording. Now, next Sunday, first church in a home in a while, we're actually going to have four homes open for the first time. And we're doing it in faith because we actually have enough people. Going to be honest with you, we've got enough people to fill up four to five homes. But, yeah, we are not there yet, and that's okay. But we've decided to, for starting next Sunday, to have four homes in faith that if you haven't been doing church in a home, or you haven't been coming, or you're not really sure, or you're like, it, quite frankly, it just scares you, that's okay. Just don't leave today without having a conversation. We want to take you on the journey. We want to help you, okay, in this all. And, and not just dismiss it, but let's have a conversation. And we've got four homes open for next week in faith that we're going to have people at all of those homes. It's not about the masses, okay? It's not about having all the homes full. If they're full, that's great. It's not about quantity, it's about quality here, okay? It's not about, do you know what we're getting at today? It's the glory in the presence of God. It's about who He is. And it's, we could be 10,000 here today. It wouldn't matter if we just come to church and go again. The quantity, the masses doesn't make a difference. It's what's inside of you that's going to make a difference. It's what's inside of you that is going to make a difference in your life and in the lives of others, in your home and in the people around you. It's like we read earlier, the presence of God, the glory of God is so powerful because it's God himself. It has to make a difference. It has to. It has to. And sometimes we're so used to living in the way we're living that we just forget what a privilege it is and what a difference it makes in our lives, right? Oh, Jesus, we just want to surrender ourselves afresh to you, Lord God, as a congregation. Father, with, with coming off the live stream and people using their giftings in the teaching and faith and, and prophecy and encouragement and, and the pastoral giftings and whatever else people have got, Father, I thank you that as we steward what you've given us well, Lord God, you will honor it. Father, I thank you that you are here right now. I thank you, Jesus, that each and every one of these people are a place where heaven meets earth. Father, I thank you that we are that, that I don't want to say catalyst, but we are that, that point where it's released. We are that point where you turn the tap on, Father. And we are that tap. And I pray, Lord God, that as we're willing to give ourselves to you and say, Lord, flow out of me however you want to, however much you want to, Father, I pray that he would bless them and their household and everyone they meet. Lord, we want to honor you. We want to glorify you. Father, I thank you that you want to move into our homes. You want our homes to be a place of meeting. You want our homes to be a place of the presence and the glory of God. I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Lord that that is what you want to do. And I pray, Lord, that as we get ready for multiplication, as we get ready to see you move, Lord, I thank you that it's you move through us. 
that we're not waiting for you to do something, Lord, but that we, it's our turn to move. It's our turn to move. I thank you, Jesus, that you move through us and in us. Father, I just thank you that you walk in this journey with us that you have ordained this, you've called us to this. And I thank you, Lord, that as we're crossing, as we're doing this crossing, this transition right now, moving into this promised land and to what you have for us, Father, I thank you, Lord, that you go before us. I forgot to read this scripture, um, but I just want to finish with this now. Um, it's also Exodus 33. Exodus 33, verse 15, 16. It says that Moses said to God, if your presence does not go with us, do not send us up from here. How will anyone know that you are pleased with me and with your people unless you go with us? What else will distinguish me and your people from all the other people on the face of the earth? God's presence will distinguish you and your household because it's him. Thank you, Jesus. We praise your name. Lord, I thank you for fresh sense of you, the fear of the Lord, fresh sense and awe for you. Father, I just pray that, yeah, you would help us to trust in you with all of our heart, to not rely on our own understanding, but in all our ways to submit to you, you, and you will make our path straight. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.